Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. Yes, we are back. It's Taryn alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. Hello! What a boost. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, nice uh, and clear. No sound issues this week, so we're all we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Joe the testing. There he is, I can hear him. The clearest Joe's dog ever been on the pod. It is, yeah. Long live the king, indeed, yes. Apologies, everybody, for the last two weeks of nothingness. So there has been some technical issues amongst, well, I'll say amongst us all, against the Welsh contingent side of things with their <laughs> tin pot dial-up internet. That they Says the guy who came Wales. to Wales last Friday. Says the guy who came <laughs> to Wales last Friday. For right? work. Yeah, 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 yeah. The thing is, I mean, for our, for our die-hard listeners, if you really want to, you can uh, subscribe to us on Patreon and we'll give you what came out two weeks ago. Yeah. All, <laughs> all we need to do is set up a Patreon first of all. And then <laughs> yeah, we don't do have it. Patreon. Don't try and find us. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, if you um, want to give me money, that's fine. So there is officially a lost episode. Um, Jamie, Dan, and Joe recorded an episode two weeks ago in my absence. I went to edit it, and the that quality quality is all I can say. It was certainly not able to be uploaded. Um, allegedly, a quiz took place and Jamie won. However, there's no evidence of that ever uploaded. So, well, I've got the evidence. So we, we most I've probably can't it. include that. Oh, Surely. we could just do the same quiz next week and Jamie and Joe already know the answers, so you'll definitely come last. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Then again, I could just take part of the quiz and probably still not win it, even with just me. So, um, yeah. So that's our that's our lost episode from two weeks ago. Never ever to hear the airways. Can you guys even remember what you spoke about? Yeah, um, we did a quiz. Um, I said um, "What up, Oos?" at the start, um, and "Hello, my tribal chief." And we we explained that you weren't there. And yeah, we we believe it or not, we talked about wrestling for about half an hour. Lovely. So we can just release this episode then, and I mean... nobody will be any wiser. We did even put a question in for Taryn to see if you actually listened to the episode. Well, it was and we never got, we, never, we never got a response, so well, you definitely exactly. didn't listen to the unlistenable. Believe me, after listening to the first 30 <laughs> seconds, that was enough for me to know that could never go on air. Shall we see um, if he knows the, the question anyway? Go on, what was go on, it? Um, Which wrestler is known as the Redeemer? <laughs> Miro. <laughs> I know it's true now. I saw him on Dynamite last week. He came out. Yeah, well, See, I even know. I'm currently watching MLW. My dear lord. Speaking of, though, did did anyone see the rap battle on Rampage? I've heard I've heard a couple bits about it. Um, what from last was it last week? Nicked his um nicked his um gimmick from John Cena. Yeah, um, they mentioned John Cena, Bobby Lashley's um. Well, Bobby Lashley's sister, because <laughs> um, Max Caster played the sister, or Anthony Bowens played a sister. One of them Max played Caster. a sister at one point uh, on WWE, and then they mentioned John Cena wants his gimmick back. Yeah. Wow, great! All AEW TV. See, Vince well, is, is gone. The they reason. can say what they want now. This is the reason to tune into AEW just for those quality rap battles. By the sounds of it. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so we are back this week. Last week was just, uh, yeah, it looked as if there was going to be the same issues as the week before, didn't there? So we had to come up with a new plan of action for this week. We are recording off a new 
system that shall not be named, but it seems to be working all okay, a, a different program. Um, if you're listening to this episode from Friday onwards, it means it worked brilliantly. So it looks like this is the way to go moving forward. So, yes, I suppose we best talk about some wrestling because certainly, well, I say in the last two weeks, stuff has happened. My goodness, in the last week, stuff has happened. We're probably one of the last groups of people to cover it um, since I'm sure everybody more or less jumped on it as soon as the, the news hit it. But, yes, it's true. Chris Jericho won back. another match on Dynamite. No. Triple H is back. I thought <laughs> he is back. Say, well, back. no, he's back. And uh, I think going on to the news that we're going to discuss for the first part of today's show, you can certainly see why he's come back. Um, yeah, last, what was it? It was last Friday, wasn't it? Because it was a few hours before SmackDown. There was the... <laughs> breaking news that at 77 years old Vincent Kennedy McMahon himself has announced his retirement from the WWE he will no longer be the CEO um I think he still he still technically holds some interest in the company because he's still the majority shareholder so he's, he's still effectively the owner but that's that's more just a formality at this point. He's not allegedly not going to have any more involvement. He's just holding the most stocks and shares in, in the company and he'll continue to make money off the company in his absence until he dies, which, let's be honest, it's going to be a bit of a pretty penny. He's, he certainly won't have to find another job, will he? Um, well, he's, so, he's just made, well, I think I read, heard today, um, 8% rise in stocks and shares since he stepped down as CEO. And then because he's got the majority shareholder, he's made that money. So by stepping down, he's actually made money as well. Incredible. More payoffs for him. There you go. More money for more payoffs. But yeah, let, let's just gauge everybody's initial reaction when we saw that then. I think, Joe, you were the one, weren't you, that broke the news to us all in our our chat that we that we weren't aware of. Um, so we'll start with you. What was your initial thoughts and reactions to the news? Well, I was shocked. I obviously knew that Stephanie was probably going to take over, but I thought he would have to die first, to be perfectly blunt with you. I thought he would have to die for him to give up control. And obviously these allegations, we, we say they're allegations, let's be proven, but it must be pretty serious for him to have to step down. And like the board of directors in WWE must have said to him, look, these, these allegations are pretty serious. It, it's not... It's not going to look good. Like the people who like buy into our company and like buy our merchandise. So this doesn't look good on us as a company, you know. And Stephanie McMahon a couple of months ago stepped down, and now she seemingly has taken over from her father. I think it's definitely the right thing to do. You know, you probably couldn't stay as the boss for much longer because of the allegations against him. It just doesn't look. You, know, you want to be family entertainment, you want to be seen as a good company, and those allegations definitely don't make you look good. No, I think it's a fair point. Dan, what were you, your thoughts? Did did Joe come running to you at home straight away, or did he let you know at the same time he let us know? Yeah, well, we were actually in the pub at the time, um, having a game of pool. We were with um, long-time listener of the show, Dean, as well. We were having a couple of games of pool and a couple of beers, and then Joe was like, you have to stop what you're doing, you have to read this. And he showed us Vince McMahon's tweet. At the age of 77, I'm retiring. We're like, whoa. And then all night then, when we were in pubs and things, we were checking Twitter, checking what's going on, seeing if there's anything else that's happening, who's taking over. But I think 
yeah, I agree with what Joe said. And yeah, they needed to do something about it. These allegations were hurting the business. But I look at SmackDown and I look at Raw and it's the first time that people have actually been excited and wanted to stay up for Raw and SmackDown. I mean, when's the last time we said, oh, I'm going to stay up for a Raw or I'm going to stay up for a SmackDown? Believe it or not, I was coming home on the Friday night um, going into Saturday morning and I was actually saying to myself, oh, SmackDown's on in an hour. I might actually stay up. And I never say that. And you're thinking, well, the re- why am I saying that? I want to see what's happening. What they're going to comment on, what Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's going to be doing. You know, they've said that Nick Khan's going to be co-CEO as well, which is very interesting uh, mm-hmm. in terms of a business prospect. But, it's the, you know, it's making people go, right, we need to watch this. And people are going, right, what's going to happen at SummerSlam? You know, before we were looking at, we, I know we're going to recap SummerSlam card in a couple of minutes, but we were looking at it going, oh, it's just a SummerSlam, it's quite predictable. Now I'm looking at it going, is The Fiend coming back? Is Johnny Gorgano coming back in? Have they managed to sort things out with Sasha Banks? You know, you look at all of these people, the Triple H guys, you think Paul Heyman guys, we have Triple H guys and gals. There's so many people, I think, you know, the, the sort of match. I know I sent the meme to you guys saying when you have to watch Champa versus Gorgano in the 60 minute stalemate on Raw and Vince McMahon's face. Um, but it's exciting to see, you know, it's going to be actual good stuff. And Raw this week was actually half decent. And I'm, I'm hoping it's going to continue to go that direction. And it's making it more fresh and more exciting. It hasn't been this way in a good few years. So it's, I'm glad I'm glad to see it in a way, but at the age of 77, I think the guy's due a break as well, to be fair. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair comment, it's particularly on what you said about Raw and SmackDown. I, um, when I say I watched SmackDown Saturday morning, I watched the first 10 minutes knowing Stephanie was coming out just to see what she was going to say. And then I did actually watch Raw fully on Tuesday morning. Um, I think it was interesting... I'm probably quite correct in the way in which they went about it, because I think with such a major announcement made before SmackDown, you had to address it. But I think you had to address it in potentially the most professional way ever, because, you know, if we look at it from a different way and let's say he passed away at 77, for example, it wouldn't just be Stephanie coming out saying a couple of words for two minutes and then that being it the whole episode would have been dedicated to monday raw would have been dedicated to as well it would have been you know matches in his memories between matches that would have been the best of um mr mcmahon's character between between things and whatnot would have been a celebration if you would there would have been a tolling of the bell 10 times all this type of business but with the announcement that came out as it was and I think most people know the reason, and you you both alluded to it there, Dan and Joe. Let's be honest, the, the, the reason why he has retired or, or stepped away is because of these allegations, and they are just allegations, but they are certainly appear strong enough that it's enough for him to you know leave the business that he's been running for the last 40, 50 years um, in, that, in the absence of his father. Um, so I think it needed to be addressed, and it was done so in the right way. I, I was listening to... Jim Cornette's podcast, his experience, um, a couple of days ago, and he mentioned, he said, oh, he, he couldn't believe that that's all they did for him, you know, that's all that Stephanie said, but I don't think he could say anything else with, you know, they, they are serious allegations, um, and they're not pleasant allegations, and I think, you know, you think back, and I, I'm certainly not comparing it to this, but you look yeah. at the history, and you look at Chris Benoit, and you look at the tribute episode that they did for him, and then everything all came out afterwards. Of course, there's no comparison in respect to that, but I think you can see where I'm getting at, where if they'd have done all this, it's a celebration of his career and his retirement, 
and then all these allegations came out to be true or there was more allegations, it's not suitable. So I think they learned the lesson to that. So the right way in doing it, acknowledging it, they can do something later on down the line, you know, in, in a few years, you know, let's hope it's a good few years before he passes away. But if he gets his name cleared or everything just kind of settles off and that's it and it dies down for a few years and then, it, you know, you know, eventually when he passes away, I'm sure they will do much, much more than, than what they've done this time around. But that to me was the best way of going on about it. and then just get getting on with the show. And I, I agree with you as well. Monday felt a bit better. It was it still wasn't there. And I think I've read on the dirt sheet since that Raw was largely written by Vince before he'd retired. You know, this week's episode of Raw was written days ago. So there were tweets there. And, and you could see certain tweets. Um I think the way in which they started Brawl with the Brawl, they seem to be very Brawl heavy this week. There was Brawl after Brawl after Brawl or matches not starting or ending in Brawls. And I thought, well, I don't necessarily know if that's a good thing. One or, One's all right, but four or five isn't great. But that doesn't strike me necessarily as a, as a Vince thing either. So I think, you know, they, they tried to throw some things in there. So, you know, maybe get SummerSlam and onwards out of the way. I don't know yeah. how much more SummerSlam's going to have been influenced by Vince, because, again, I think a lot of it will already be predetermined. But like what you said, Dan, they might throw some things in there. Maybe from Raw afterwards, we might start getting to see, um, you know, what Triple H is dipping his fingers into and, and Stephanie, especially since Triple H is... Has he not been touted now as the head of creative? I think I read this week. Yeah. Triple H is, yeah. now. Yeah, so we, we, will, we will see. But, I mean, my reaction was... I mean, obviously, I was shocked. I'm not surprised. Like you said, Joe, I thought he'd be doing it till um, the day he died. But with everything that's all come out or coming out, allegedly, then it doesn't it doesn't surprise me. And I think I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it, it goes. I mean, it, Christ, it could be worse. I mean, <laughs> you'd have thought you'd have thought not. And it gives a chance for almost a bit of a not not a reset, but a fresh start for the Triple H. What you said, Dan. Um, about Nick Khan, that to me is the sticking point. If this was, for example, um, you know, Paul Lovett, Triple H and, and Stephanie co-CEOs and Nick Khan wasn't there and Kevin Dunn, who's rumoured to be leaving anyway, but he's still there for the moment. If Kevin Dunn was gone and Bruce Pritchard was gone, I'd be much more like, wow, OK, we're going to get to some good stuff now and AEW is going to up its game as well and we really are going to have that competition element while both of them try and you know, out to each other. Um, and like I said, I know Kevin Dunn is probably on his way out and, and maybe even Bruce Pritchard after that since then, Vince McMahon, yes, men. But the fact that Nick Khan is a co-CEO, I mean, he's come out, he's come from nothing to do with the wrestling business. He's just a businessman that's basically come in. And yes, he's done well as far as, far as you know, selling different aspects over to Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's another topic, that's another story. But, you know, bringing the business up, making the money, you know, there's that deal with Disney in India, is it now? Because there's been all those rumours that it'll eventually get sold to Disney. But, you know, there's partnerships there and stuff. So he's done well for that, but he's not a wrestling mind. He's not, you know, as a CEO, I think you've still got to know about the wrestling business. And he's had, what, an experience for a year or two. And I would still argue that's nothing in comparison to what you need to run a global company of 40, 50 years, like the WWE. But let's give it a chance. Triple H is there. Stephanie's there. Jamie, do you have any comments on your initial shock horror to the news? Well, I think when we uh, recorded two weeks ago, obviously we did talk about it, or I think we just missed it. But um, 
obviously might as well mention because it kind of coincides with it as well that obviously WWE is no longer PG and it's going TV 14 as well. So all I think it's from the... SummerSlam, isn't it? Because it was supposed to be from Raw last week and it still hasn't changed. Mm. It's still uh, SummerSlam has been confirmed by oh, Peacock to be TV 14. By the cock. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And obviously it's all happening all around the same time. So is it something that did just come out of nowhere? This is why he's been appearing on TV the last few weeks because he knew he was going to retire. You don't know, do you? I mean, obviously, oh, it's all a surprise know. to us. They brought in, obviously, Stephanie was about to take a leave of absence for a while at some point. I think she tweeted a few months ago. Well, it makes you think if she absence. knew all this was going to come out. And then, be a reason, aren't they? Yeah. and then Vince, obviously, and then Triple H comes back in, Paul Levesque, and then the TV 14 comes in. And now, all of a sudden, Vince retires, and it's, it just seems, obviously not surprising to obviously people outside to people outside obviously but it obviously seems like something that was already predetermined the statements were already ready nick khan and stephanie mcmahon already taking control so it seems like something a uh shall we say security blanket was in place mm. it does make you wonder doesn't it um and then and- you put tv 14 in there just to cover it all up and say yeah don't worry oh. tv 14's coming so it's fine don't Here you worry the oh, the attitude here is coming back. It's really not. It makes you um, wonder with all those budget cuts, how much of those budget cuts were like the payoff money? <laughs> that's a bit. That's a very, very good point. That. That's long term sure storytelling now, Joe. That's <laughs> yeah. long term storytelling. <laughs> well, I mean, what a what a legacy to to hand down. The fact that his potential, well, I say potential, surely will be Vince's last ever appearance on TV. He was don't forget next week, John Cena, ta Then he jumped <laughs> off the steps and walked away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dear me, dear me. So, yeah, the the future then. Well, yeah, well, well, like like Dan said, it's whether or not it happens at SummerSlam or whether it happens afterwards, it's now this is an opportunity for Triple H to get, you know, some of his talent back, some of his mates back, like you say, Gogano and, you know, The Fiend and you know, I'm well, trying to think of now, basically. I mean, I, the ultimate NXT, like NXT Black and Gold, like Chompo Gargano, like the NXT Takeovers, they were like, actually better than the main card like and now he's basically in charge of the entire thing raw and smackdown if he can even bring you know 10 percent of that energy into the main roster obviously the main the nxt fans were like hardcore wrestling fans i suppose with raw and smackdown you want to you want to bring more you know casual views in so i don't think you can bring in the hardcore wrestling fan because the hardcore wrestling fan is an eight watches AEW, you know, that's just the yeah. fact. So I think even if you could bring like ten percent of what you had in X, you bring that to the main roster, like a grittiness, a realness, of whatever it is, that's something you had in NXT to the main roster, then it can compete with AEW, but you know, it's not there at the minute, isn't it? Is there an argument or I mean, does anybody think that there could be any negatives out of this. Is anybody thinking, oh, maybe it's to be careful what you wish for, or a, you know, you don't know how good it actually was when Vince was there. So I think, is there anybody that's thinking of anything pessimistic, or are we all quite optimistic about this? 
No, quite optimistic, I think. We, it was time for change, you know, there's getting a bit stale. Yeah, we are in breaths of it, but like Joe said, NXT back in the black and gold was amazing, really good matches, and they weren't getting called up because they wanted to keep the show as good as it was. It'd be good. And, you know, you see people like Io Shirai who's been on the shelf. She's been on, she hasn't been in the ring for like six months. And she's, if you said name like the best women's wrestlers in the world, you say Io Shirai. Where's Io Shirai? She's not on television. Triple H will utilize people like that. So I think it's, it is a good thing. But Vince is still going to be whispering in people's ears. Don't think he's going to be fully gone. He's still going to be watching the product. Yeah, well, this yeah. is the thing. Surely he's he's going to pick up the phone. But he, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if after or before SummerSlam he picks up the phone to Stephanie and he's like, well, don't forget this, or I'd suggest this type of thing. Whether or not she listens to it is another matter. But, yeah, whilst he may be gone, like you say, the whispers will still be in the ear. I think it's interesting also to think about the other types of changes, not just the bringing back or the utilising of talent. Other things as well, like, you know, with basically two or three new people in charge, if you would, if we want to look at Triple H, Stephanie and Nick Khan as a collective, um, you know, things like pay-per-views or premium live events, for example, are we going to get rid of all these stupid gimmick events and we're going to go back to actual names like your Judgment Days and, yeah, well, we have Backlash, but you know what I mean? That that type of thing. Are we actually going to go back to selling pay-per-view names now? Um, hey, Taryn, we've got... We've got Clash at the Castle next month. Well, we've got Clash at the... Well, at least that is that is a decent... Uh, you know, that that is a decent one. But I, you know what I mean? I'm talking TLC, Hell in a Cell, Elimination Great Chamber. Great Balls of Fire. Well, at least, that was, a, at least that was a decent event, Great Balls of Fire. Um, uh, as long as they bring back the, stra- the scramble match, I don't care. <laughs> They're looking at things like, you know, the Titan Chance and set designs. Are they actually going to go back to that? I know it's all to do with, you know, money as well. But... Um, you know what? Yeah. There the, the has to be more change. I, I don't think that if you're wanting people to come back to the product, because there's still millions of people that watch it, but there's millions of people that don't watch it. If you compare the viewing figures to the Attitude Era or the early 2000s, what it is today, you know, it's it's, it's a pinch amount of people that, that watch the product now. So you know, think about what it could be again. It has to be more than just bringing in certain talent. The way you present a show, the marketing of the side of things, you know, that all has to very much change as well. I think, you know, the style in which you present the show. So it will be interesting to see what they do with that. I don't think, for example, they're going to change stuff like NXT 2.0. I think it will stay as it is. So I don't think, for example, they're going to go to the extreme of changing it back to the black and gold because that that's too obvious. If that makes sense, that's too. Vince is gone, this is us now, whatever. They need to, they can transition the show to be a bit more like what the original NXT, or not the original NXT, I'm not talking about that reality side of the show side of things, but, you know, NXT with your Seth Rollins, Cesaro, that type of thing. They can make the show a bit more like that, but still under the guise of the NXT 2.0 branding. Um, But yeah, certainly the way in which they present your your main roster shows, your SmackDowns, your Raws, that'll be... Yeah. interesting uh, who knows they may not do any of that and we may be here in six months time moaning going oh god nothing's changed whatever blah, blah, blah. i'll tell you what though william regal i guarantee you if he hadn't signed a contract with aw he'd be the first name on triple h's list absolutely back, whether that be an on-screen talent or a backstage um and um absolutely he'd be back but 
No, I think, and, and I do think we'll probably see him back in the WWE now, you know, maybe in a year or two's time. I don't know how long his contract is, but he'll it, it, be back. As long as Triple H is there, he'll be back. Well, I mean, take you back to June 27th, 2011. Oh, and it could be something that we'll be quoting soon to say, obviously, you'd think WWE would be better when Vince is dead, but it's going to be taken over by his idiot daughter and doofus <laughs> son-in-law. Son no, so, CM Punk getting we're back. We're here now. We are here now. So Talk let's see what happens. Let's see if he was right. Let's see if. <laughs> hey, Dean Saunders, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Um, let's let's see. We 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 look at it optimistically. We'll we'll enjoy SummerSlam this week. Maybe even get Raw out of the way. But you know, it might not be straight away. It might not even be Raw. We we might have to be wait till. September, October before these things start to start to happen. But yes, we will see. Just before we jump into our SummerSlam preview and predictions, then there has been one piece of news that's actually dropped in the last hour, a piece of breaking news. And it's that the location for WrestleMania 40, the 39th anniversary, has been announced today. And I'm very, very pleased and proud to announce that they were thinking of the UK when they chose Philadelphia to be <laughs> the host of WrestleMania 40. So that that's come out today. It will be in the, let's have a look. The Philadelphia the Lincoln, Eagles Stadium. It, yes, the Lincoln Financial yeah. Field. <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. It hold, does it say how much it holds? I'd have thought it would be, well, it's obviously, yeah, the, an arena and it's an NFL arena so it'll be outdoors for me so with it being the 40th anniversary you they'll probably break that's one thing that they'll keep doing even though winter's gone having 20,000 people in a building and saying it's 40,000 just to break the records this is a strong wrestling team as well wrestling city yeah, well, no, no, that that's true. Already to headline um, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> we all know oh, it's God. always sunny in Philadelphia anyway, so we're all right. For God's sake, that tin pot show. And they've got lots of spreadable shoes. What a quality show. They do. Right, it is a 67,594-seater arena, so... Once the Titantron's in there and everything, it's probably about, I don't know, 55,000. So, yeah, they'll say this. So, you can sit 000. on the pitch as well. You're just talking about yeah. the seats on the edges. Um, True. But Principality Stadium, they're, they're getting over 75.80. For Clash at the. Mate, they're dragging out that Drew McIntyre and Sheamus feud, aren't they? Just so they've so, got a Shillelagh just... on a pole match or something. Or yeah. Something. Uh, Dogs meet Shillelagh on a pole match. Or what was it what? called? Or a, Bro- a Brook and Annie or something. Something like that. I, yeah, I something, yeah. What if Sheamus wins? <laughs> We're all expecting Drew McIntyre. What if Sheamus wins? Oh, we haven't gotten to the be... predictions yet. Then we'll have Sheamus versus uh, Roman Reigns, which makes no sense. And then we'll have Drew McIntyre versus Gunther. And that was actually being teased on the live events this week. Yeah. It's not at SummerSlam, Jamie. Where have you been? Been watching too many AEW matches. It's on SmackDown. Oh, you'd, fair you'd have thought they'd save it for some. Well, the, the Brook, the Brook and Granny, nanny match with the, the, each other with Shillelagh. 
my dear lord. Right. Oh no, it's called but, a Danny Brook. A Danny Brook. It's called. It's not even called the Danny Brook. Matt. It's called a, just a. You're going to have a good old fashioned Danny Brook. Now we're all from the UK. I'm from Wales. I'm Celtic. Do you think I've ever heard of a Danny Brook? No, we know about shillelaghs. I mean, we know Finley loves a shillelagh. Have you ever seen a shillelagh? Not out in the open, no. I've been to Dublin and I haven't seen a, I haven't seen I've a shillelagh. I've never been Dublin. to Ireland. I went to Brookshells. Brookshells is the pub Brookside. where Seamus used to be. No, Brookshells. <laughs> um, it's where Seamus used to be a bouncer in Dublin. It's where yeah. uh, the Phil Linnet statue is in centre Dublin. And no, no shillelaghs, nothing. Hmm. Perhaps they just made him up. Shillelagh. Right. SummerSlam. It takes place this Saturday. Thank God. One I can watch live. I'll have me son downstairs sleeping his Moses basket. And I'll be able to He'll watch probably the... wake up conveniently during the yeah. Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch match. Well, since I've like, oh, I couldn't watch that one. God. He woke up. <laughs> he will. Do. I'll make sure <laughs> he wakes up during that one. Don't you worry. Um, Nine matches announced, none as of yet for the pre-show. Unfortunately, Dan and Joe lost Lotharios and the Mysterious can't take place on the pre-show because the Mysterious... Lost Lotharios and the Street Profits, actually, Terrence. Oh, there we go. Well, they, they both got matches on, on the uh, on the main card, so... Well, lost Lotharios don't, but... They don't. No, well, in that case, they can face the Viking Raiders. There yes. you go. That That's going to be your um, pre-show match. Um, so, Even though yeah. the Viking Raiders are feuding with New Day, but yeah, OK. Well, it's just a, yeah, but it's just to put the Viking Raiders over, isn't it? New Day aren't on the card, so they can. There's a pre-show then, isn't it? That's the pre-show. That, that is the pre-show. I, I think you're spot on there, mate. I think that's going to be the pre-show. And um, if we're predicting it, I'm going to predict why is the, the Viking Raiders some, go over. My prediction um, will be there will be no pre-show match because there hasn't been a pre-show match for ages. Why is Xavier Woods an elephant now? What do you mean an elephant? <laughs> he was wearing an elephant mask. They were dressing up as Vikings. Oh, no, it oh, wasn't a elephant mask. It was a unicorn mask. It was this new merch they're yeah. promoting on WWE Shop. Oh, it yeah. sounds bloody brilliant. I'll be straight on WWEShop.com for that. Not. Just buy it in Cardiff. It's fine. Yeah, for about 50 quid. Right. No particular route. Well, I say no particular route. I'm just going to go from bottom to top as it is on um, Wikipedia. So we shall start with. The no disqualification tag team match between the Mysterios, Dominic and Ray, versus the Judgment Day, Damien Priest and Finn Balor with Rhea Ripley. Hang on a minute. Wasn't Edge supposed to return on Raw, or is it supposed to be this week? He was sure... meant to this week. He had travel delays. Oh, well, I was going to say, because they were running the videos, and they were like, oh, he's going to be the mysterious person. He's going to be here next week. And they ran the promo two or three times on Raw. And he didn't come out. So he either comes out at SummerSlam or he comes out on Monday then, doesn't he? So, no, it's going to be Johnny Gagano now because of Triple H. Anyway, um, let's start with, let's go slightly different this time. And let's start with Joe on these matches. Joseph, who do you have and why between the Mysterios and the Judgment Day? Um, Judgment Day to win just purely because... Um, they've been doing this whole angle, you know, Dominic Mysterio's going to turn on his father. He's finally going to do it. He's finally going to turn on his father and join the Judgment Day. He's going to turn heel on his father. And we've seen it for months. He finally needs to do it. So what is your prediction he is going to turn on Ray during it? Or after it? He's going to, whether it, it's yeah. before or after, he's going to turn on Ray at SummerSlam. Yeah, he's got to. 
Interesting. I'll go next and go completely the opposite way. Um, I don't think the booking of the Judgment Day has necessarily been amazing. So I am going to go with the Mysterios to win. Um, <laughs> no, I am. There'll be no turn. They've been teasing it for that long that there'll be no turn. Um, who won on Raw? I'm trying to think now. Didn't... We all we all run, Taron. We all won. Yeah, well, hang on, Rey, whoever, I can't remember who, who won on, on Raw, but either way, Rey Mysterio got powerbombed through the table backstage, didn't he? So we need some momentum back after his 20th anniversary. Was I was going to say it was his 20th so, anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, the Mysterios for me, nice, clean, easy win, celebration. It might be teased, but there'll be no turn. And who knows, Edge might even come out and, and help Mysterios. That's... Not my prediction. My prediction is Mysterious win by any means, but yeah, the Mysterious. Go on then, Jamie, if you think yourself. Go on. No, it's happening. It's finally happening. The biggest party of the summer, the Judgment Day, will be victorious. Be any turns by any children? There will be a turn. By Ray Mysterio, he will join <laughs> Could the you imagine? That, that'd be great. It's never, he's never turned heel. We could do with that. Go on then, Dan, who've we got? Yeah, I think you both make good arguments. I can see Edge coming out and costing Judgment Day, but I think we've already seen you know, Edge and the Judgment Day. The, the whole thing about these vignettes is him coming back and it's going to be like a second coming of Edge. So I'm actually going to go with Judgment Day and I think that it's going to be the case that Dominic probably turns on his dad. There might even be a, a fair match, and then afterwards it's like, go on, do it, and then he turns him, and then he concertos him, um, yeah. and then it might be that Edge comes out for the save afterwards, but I think ultimately they need to build this Judgment Day stable. If they take another loss, there's just no point in that stable being there. They're not, they're not scary. They just lost to the worst tag team in WWE. So, yeah, it's going to be the Judgment Day, I think. Okay. Oh, here we go. Let's see. At least we're getting this one out of the way. Logan Paul versus The Miz in a singles match, Joseph. It's got to be Logan Paul, surely. Why? Like, well, he's like the internet darling, isn't he? He's like got so many followers on Twitter and, and Facebook and YouTube, and like he's got such a massive following. This is like the casual fans, like Red Button. Like, if you were going to watch some of the Slam, you're oh, watching for Logan Paul. They want to watch Logan Paul beat the living piss out of Miz. And Miz is such a character. We've said it before many, many times on this podcast. It doesn't matter how many times you beat the Miz. He never gets old. He'll never he'll never lose his spot. He's always like on stuff. He's got Miz and Mrs. No matter what he does, Miz could do no wrong. So it won't affect Miz in the slightest. Logan Paul to win. Yes, I'm very much on the same page with you on that one. It doesn't make sense from a business standpoint if you're bringing him in and he's in his first official singles match to to lose. It'll be a clean win. Maybe Maurice might come out. She may even accidentally distract her husband. Um, but it'll be a clean win as far as the pin or the submission goes. It'll be a pin. It'll be a. Did he do a frog splash at Mania? I can't remember. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It'll be a frog splash or something off the top rope. Easy win. Dan. Yeah, I'm thinking, I get it, it has to be Logan Paul taking the win, but storyline-wise, you've had um, Champa in the corner of The Miz, and you've also got Maurice in the corner of The Miz. To even it up, AJ Styles will be in the corner of Logan Paul, he's been training him all along, 
you know, he might even get a styles clash, I doubt it. But yeah, Frog Splash gets the win and it elevates Logan Paul. I think with Logan Paul, you could potentially see him winning a championship in the next year. He's going to be in the Rumble. Um, they need to start putting stock in this guy. You know, and he was actually on the poster at Madison Square Garden this week. He's only been with the company a couple of weeks. So I think, yeah, it doesn't hurt the Miz, but it actually benefits the company more to be building up Logan Paul. And then it's like after SummerSlam, he's you know, having matches and elevated. And he's on a winning streak. So yeah, all day long, I think it's going to be Logan Paul taking the win. We in agreement, Jamie. Well, yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, he's not just a celebrity having the match. He is actually officially on the roster. He is a superstar. He signed a multi-year contract. And technically, this would be his first match under contract, properly. Uh, yeah, yeah, un- under contract as a, as a talent, yeah. As a talent. So, And the way the storyline's going, obviously, the Miz beating him up the wall, kind of. And basically, is those massive balls are going to get smashed <laughs> and Logan Paul's going to take the W. Lovely. Okay. Right then, Joseph, as we move on to the Raw Women's Championship, a year in the making. Let's not forget last year, the return of Becky Lynch beating Bianca Belair in about three seconds. And here we are now in a singles match for the championship. Is Bianca retaining? Or is Becky Lynch regaining? See, I'm going to find this one really hard because Becky Lynch deserves to have the championship, but Bianca Belair has been on like such a run with the title. But think about Bianca Belair and her title run. It's like I haven't seen, I don't know, she's just not a believable champion. She just doesn't really like defend it much. She's just a bit like her promos are a bit weak. I don't know. I just don't. She's a good wrestler. She's good at what she does. I just don't believe her as champion. Whereas Becky Lynch has got the X factor. Whatever she does, she turns it into gold. I'm going to go controversially. I'm going to go Becky Lynch. Oh, controversial. And I'm agreeing with you. I've also got Lynch down as my prediction. I think it's time for her to hold the title again. And I think it'll just further develop that heel persona, knowing two years in a row at the same event. She's taking the title off Bianca Bella. Dan, you're shaking your head. Don't be <laughs> so stupid. Uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> this time last year, 26 seconds, Becky Lynch beats Bianca Bella, right? And then we have the same match, and they know what's going to be happening. They know who they're facing, and it's going to be the redemption story for Bianca Bella. She gets the win and then goes on to face Rhea Ripley at the next pay-per-view. Does she get the win in 26 seconds? Yeah, could quite happily get the win that quickly. Um, If Becky Lynch wins, then there's so many possibilities and matches that we can move on to. I think realistically, we're going to have people potentially being called up, like Rio Shirai's and stuff. But really, Bianca Bella, there's people that she still needs to face. She's still got got Rhea Ripley in the pipeline. She's said that she can have the next shot. You know, there's the dew drops and stuff as well. So, yeah, I think it, it stays with Bianca Belair. I don't see her dropping it now until around Survivor Series, to be fair. Are you in agreement, Jamie? Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it as a joke, but you've kind of already said it now, that it would be the redemption <laughs> of last year and she's going to beat her in 26 seconds. But, uh, no, Bianca will win, but it will be a longer match. Okay. Right then, Joe, we have... This match that I almost feel in a way has kind of just been thrown together in the last couple of weeks, but it's a match nevertheless. 
we have Riddle versus Seth Franklin Rollins. Is it Riddle or Franklin that gets your pick? I mean, Seth Rollins is clearly like the better like entertainer, professional wrestler, but Riddle is so over with the crowd and everyone loves him. It's probably going to be Riddle, to be fair. Again, Seth Rollins is such a like a key player and he's such a good heel that even if he loses, yeah, his value might his stock value might be decreased a little bit, but it probably won't matter. But whereas you know Riddle's tag team partner Randy Orton's injured, he's kind of like lost on the card now. He's not really doing anything, so he needs to win more. So. And he's more over with the crowd as well. Like it's you know, it's clear heel baby face in this match. There's a clear, you know, person you want to share, there's a clear person you want to boo. I'm gonna go riddle. Okay. I'm gonna disagree with you on this one. I'm going with Seth. And going with Seth on the basis of whilst I agree with you that it shouldn't harm him too much if he loses, I don't know. I think it does more than it does like somebody in the maze. And I think it harms him more on the fact that He's basically on the back of like three, basically technically on the back of about four pay-per-view losses in a row. If you want to include money in the bank, I know he wasn't like pinned or anything in that because it was a ladder match, so he didn't he didn't lose, but he didn't win that match. But he's gone three premium live event matches in a row against Seth, uh, against Cody Rhodes losing. He needs a win and he needs a big win for me. And getting a win over Riddle, I think, just kind of puts him back on that that pedestal. I don't think it harms Riddle losing to Seth Rollins because it's Seth Rollins. And I think Seth needs the win now at this point after the last two or three months more than Riddle does. Riddle's had the big programme with Randy Orton, the tag champs, that type of thing. And he's still on, you know, a a bit of a high. So he he can take a loss. Don't know if Rollins can take another loss four or five in a row. I think he needs it. So I'll go with Rollins. Dan? Yeah, I think there's going to be some shenanigans in this match. I think it, it will be a clean Seth Rollins win. He's been doing the I'll stomp you here, I'll stomp you there, I'll be stomping you everywhere kind of thing. And they're kind of teasing him going after Roman Reigns again shortly um, in a few months' time. Um, we have, as you mentioned, we've lowered Seth Rollins' stock for, over the past few months. Since WrestleMania, he hasn't really won pay-per-view matches, like you were saying. I think it benefits either opponent to win like both of them can elevate themselves but recently we have had riddle um going riddle's been going after the u.s title he's been going after the undisputed championship he's going after the tag titles and title shot after title shot and if he wins really he's just gonna be elevated again to the same position which we've already seen where with seth all we've seen is him in on his low having to drag himself back up but actually the promo and roar of he 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 i beat riddle hair look how smarmy i am that's actually more entertaining. That's something that can build towards a new rivalry with somebody else. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going with Seth Rollins on this one. I think it just makes more sense to move and elevate and back up and build this stock back up again. Good stuff. And Jamie? Yeah, there's a few matches on here which I'm kind of can go either way and I really don't care which way to go, but Seth Rollins. <laughs> it's easy as that, is it? Yeah. Okay, let me add on. Rollins and sorry Dan you were Rollins as well yeah lovely stuff okay right as we move on to the second of two women's championship matches could be a difficult one to choose this one Joe mm-hmm. Liv Morgan the champion defending mm-hmm. against Rowdy Ronda Rousey 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether this will be just like a straighter match or whether Liv Morgan just does like a quick roll-up. I mean, Liv Morgan deserves it. She's the underdog champion. We're all glad that she wins it. But like, in a shoot fight, we all know Ronda Rousey is the legitimate badass. You know, she's from an MMA background. She could legitimately break your arm. I don't know how many, how many more like years Ronda Rousey's got a contract. She is currently full time, isn't she? So <clears throat> I could see Ronda Rousey beating Liv Morgan by like tapping her out, but I could also see Liv Morgan like doing like a quick like cheeky roll up, like oh she distract gets distracted like there's a roll up. I'm gonna go Liv Morgan to retain because I feel like she hasn't had it long enough and. I don't think Ronda Rousey's been be- been beaten enough. And like, obviously, Liv Morgan beat her, but it was like it was a many of the bank cashing, so it wasn't really like when she was like fully fit. Like, this would be a real test now, like to see what Liv Morgan actually has when Ronda Rousey's like actually prepared for her and she knows she's coming. Like, it'll be it'll be good to show like how strong Liv Morgan actually is as a competitor. Go on with Liv. Yeah. Oh, it's an hard one, this one, isn't it? Because yeah. how does Ronda lose two? Has she, has she ever lost two matches in a row? No, I don't think she has. Um, and do you really want to take the title off Liv when she's riding such a high? She's got the momentum. She's over as well. The crowd are loving her. Um, and it's going to do absolutely nothing for her to lose. Oh, I don't know how, I don't know whether it's a shitty finish or a count out or whatever. Um, I, I don't even know if she's going to win, but live. I think it's only fair for us all on this one. We say who's going to walk out with a title <laughs> rather than, well, I think rather than who's going to win. That's not but fair. Unless you want to go with, with uh, who wins the match. Pick a winner. Ronda Rousey wins the match, but Liv Morgan walks away with the title. Whether that be a weird sudden heel turn for no reason, getting herself disqualified, or she gets counted out um, type thing. I don't know, but... uh, Right, no, sod it. Liv Morgan wins the match and she walks away with the title. That's what I'm going to say. Ronda's going to get herself disqualified. She's going to lose it because she can't. She's going to keep trying to pin her and make her tap out, and she won't because of the heart. And she's going to lose it and heel turn is wrong. She's going to whack her with a chair or something. Liv Morgan wins and retains. Dan? Ronda absolutely batters her and takes the belt back. Ronda wins. (laughs) Jamie? Um, I'm going quite in between what Tara and Dan's saying here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely... I love both women. I think they're both great. And... That's the thing, what Joe said at the start, how everyone absolutely adores Liv Morgan and she deserves this title. What a great moment to make a heel out of Ronda Rousey to absolutely just destroy her and take that title off her and turn heel in the process. Yep. Okay. It's going to happen. I want Liv Morgan to win, don't get me wrong. I, I hope she wins. What you said, Taryn, could make sense, that it, she wins by disqualification and keeps the title. But what's the point of that? You might as well have Ronda Rousey win the title, turn heel, get Liv Morgan off TV for a little bit if you want, get, then gain that momentum back for when she comes back 
happening. She's got all the fans on her side as she's chasing the title again. Chasing the title, Liv, is always better than champion, Liv. Because let's face it, realistically, as Joe said earlier as well, there is no way you can look at Liv Morgan and think she is going to beat Ronda Rousey. Ronda yeah. Rousey would destroy anyone on that roster. That's, that's the fact. difficult thing, yeah. Okay, Ronda well... Rousey would turn heel. Everyone would start booing the shit out of her. Everyone would be like, she's not even had the title for a month. And that'll be it. And then she'll probably, I'd say she'll probably go on to win the Royal Rumble and face her and beat her at WrestleMania and have a moment then. But Okay. It's locked in then. Right. Next one then, Joe. We have the undisputed tag team championship match. The Usos defending against the Street Profits for the second time in a row on a premium live event. However, this time we've got the added attraction of a special guest referee in the form of Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Um, well, if it wasn't a special guest referee match, I would say Usos uh, all day long, but like the added element of the special guest referee, you know there's going to be some shenanigans in this match. Jeff Jarrett's going to get his guitar, he's going to smash somebody over the head with it. Probably the Usos, because they're going to like go too far with like trying to cheat or something. I'm going to go for the Usos to retain, but I don't think it'll be like 100% legitimate. I definitely think there's a reason why Jeff Jarrett is like the special guest referee. He's definitely getting his guitar out. He's definitely going to hit somebody over the head with it. And it's probably going to be the Usos to win. Okay. Um, I agree with the guitar element. Somebody's getting whacked over the end with the guitar. One of the Usos after the match, however when they're celebrating with the tiles. And the reason I say that is I was convinced the Street Profits were going to win it on the last event. And even watching that match, we alluded to when we spoke about it, it looked like they were going to do it as well. So many close falls. Um, so much so that it probably is due for them to pick up the win and retain uh, and get the tiles. But after last time being so convinced the users were going to lose, I have to go for them to retain this tie because they'll, they'll, they'll lose them now. I've said that. But it'll be the Utos will retain and then one of them will get the guitar over the head, if not both of them. Dan? Um, I think it's quite simple. Um, I'm saying Utos to win. Um, the Jeff Jarrett thing is not too concerning for me. I think the reason they're doing it is because he's from Nashville. Oh, absolutely. Like a bit of a country bumpkin kind of thing. Um, but you never bet against the bloodline. They're going to honour their tribal chief and it's going to be the Usos picking up the derb. And Jamie. On a normal day, I'd go with the Usos. But, you know, I've got a 10-point advantage at this moment in time. And I feel like I could risk some points here. Because how you can't... You've got that moment of Ronda Rousey turning heel and pissing everybody off. To then having that joyous summer moment of the Street Profits finally winning the titles. So I'm going to go with the Street Profits interesting and then obviously you've got the whole dynamic later on which i think dan may have alluded to months ago or somebody alluded to months ago of like roman reigns is going to be pissed off because he's going to retain his title the usuals have lost their title he's basically going to be like he's shit basically yeah and then that's going to kind of cause a little bit of a rift in the bloodline and then that sets up the rock for wrestlemania doesn't it there we go have a good time he's locked in then i'm going for uh, yeah that's what Let's go for the Street Profits. Why not? Okay. It's their time. It's locked in. It's locked in. Locked in. Should have been their time on the last event. But anyway. Right. Down to our last three. 
Who's walking out as the US champ then, Joe? Bob the Lash to retain or Theory to win it back? Mr Money in the Bank himself. I mean, it would only make sense for Bob the Lash to retain because Theory doesn't need it because he's got Money in the Bank contract. Like, he's, he could cash it in at any time. So, I don't really know why they're having this match. He's just having it for the sake of having it. There's no other contenders. I mean, I'm going to go for Bobby Lashley to win. They'll probably like do a screw finish, but yeah, Bobby Lashley to win. Nice and easy for me as well. No real further comment. Bobby Lashley. Damn. You say your name is Finley and you love to fight. Well, I say your name is Theory. You're a bastard. Um, yeah, it's going to be Bobby Lashley. Um, I think he's going to beat the holy hell out of him so much that everyone's like, well, he can't even walk. He can't even cash in. Yeah, oh. all day. It's going to be Bob the Lash. And Jamie. Yeah, I mean, he's already started his programme with Roman Reigns. I mean, if you saw it on Raw, they're all like, sorry, your daddy's gone. He's left you. <laughs> Who's yes, your daddy? And all the fans were loving it. So, um, <laughs> they were. yeah, Bobby Lashley to win, I mean. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, there's probably going to be a daddy chant halfway through the match oh, as well. Oh, sure. Where's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Another and his one, dad would be there on front row, ready for him to cash in later. <laughs> around, but we'll get to <laughs> Another one I feel we can kind of brush over quite easily. I don't see any other reason for them to go any other way on this one, Dan. So, uh, sorry, Joe, I, I suppose I'm technically going first, but... Pat McAfee is surely going over Happy Corbin in a single match. Yeah. I don't have any real, real thoughts. going for Happy. He knows he is. Oh, Look at that smile. <laughs> no, this one is going to be Happy Corbin picking up the win. He's going to absolutely hey. batter Pat McAfee. Why does Pat McAfee need to win? He's a commentator. He just goes, yeah, I lost. Oh, well, let's move on. <laughs> Why does Happy Corbin need to win? Because Happy Corbin is a professional wrestler who wrestles every single week, is a bare knuckle oh, boxing champion. What can Pat McAvee do? He can do a little splashy thing off the top rope and he can punch a football. People. He can punch a football. What can, what can Baron Corbin do? Actually beat you up in an alleyway. I'm going to go with Happy Corbin and everyone's going to be like, boo this man. But it doesn't matter. He's going to come out to Seven Nation Army. The crowd are going to applaud him. Well, he, he's I probably have another great entrance again. The fans are still going to be happy and they're going to play it and he's going to walk out. He tried his best, he did, Taron. He tried his best. But he needs you know the what? win. He lost to Vince at Mania. One of them is a professional wrestler. The other one is a commentator and former footballer. He beat Theory. So? Maybe <laughs> who've you got? Happy Corbin. Yeah, um... Pat McAfee's winning though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's I love true. the passion, Dan. But... <laughs> right. Let's get to it then. This is why you're second in the prediction. <laughs> <laughs> the main event, Joe. The last man standing match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. The champion, Roman Reigns, defending against Brock Lesnar. Your questions are, who wins? Who walks out as champion? Will there be a cash-in? And will it be successful? I mean, there's got to be Roman to win, in my opinion. You know, I think we discussed a couple of weeks ago, 
they've only brought Brock Lesnar back because they didn't have anyone else to face Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. You know, it's break glass in the case of emergency. You know, Brock Lesnar is a legitimate opponent for him. He's always had good matches. Like the last match they had was meant to be the last match. And Roman Reigns beating them. I mean, I don't know what more they could do to each other. I don't know how they can up the match even more than the ones they've already had. I dare say they'll try. Mm. But in my opinion, Roman Reigns is going to win. And but Lesnar's got to turn up first after he walked out of SmackDown before he came uh, back. I think I'm sure he will. SmackDown. No, I know, yeah, but he still allegedly walked out, didn't he? he had to basically nah, it's just to get back. people to watch it. It was all yeah. storyline. You yeah. bought into it, you mark. Yeah. I think, uh, <laughs> I think, I think the, the dirt sheets like, picked up on that. I think the WWE writers were like, all right, let's make the most out of this situation. Vince leaving, let's like plant that Brock Lesnar has walked out because Vince isn't here. And if Vince isn't here, I'm dealing with it. And then, oh, yeah. He doesn't Brock care. Lesnar's He's getting like, paid regardless Vince is there yeah, or not. You all got worked. Mark. Yeah. Isn't your middle name Mark, Taron? Absolutely not. No, we just didn't even begin with it then, but carry on. I know your middle name, don't <laughs> Um, as in for a cash-in, I think Theory will try and cash-in. Um, will, will he beat Roman Reigns? For 10 points, <laughs> I will say that Theory will cash-in on Roman Reigns. And your, and your new universal wow. champion. I'm my daddy. <laughs> wow. Okay. Just piss everyone off. Just like. I think there should be some rules regarding this. Like, you can't just do that every pay-per-view. There should be, uh, should no. have one. Minus you should have one fair way you can cash it in. Yeah. You should be able to cash it in one time. You'll have your own for a 10-point bonus, and if you cash it in and they don't cash in, you've lost that for the rest of the well, year. Well, this is this is only for... A, it won't be for 10 points. It'll be for two points. It will be. It'll be two points. Remember that. So if you if you predict he's going to cash in and and win the title and he does, you just do it every pay per view, not losing yeah, anything, exactly. are you? <laughs> well, yeah, but, but minus, ne- minus two if it's wrong though. Oh. Well, okay, not not two points, a bonus point, but you lose a point if he doesn't. Good, All okay. Right. good, okay. I am going with Roman Reigns to retain. Theory will come out tease it but there won't be a match or he'll get battered before the bell can ring so there won't be a there won't be a cash in and therefore he won't win the title so yeah no no cash in reigns to retain Damn. you cannot beat our tribal chief it is going to be for over 700 days your universal wwe heavyweight champion Roman Reigns, he's going to win, and because he's got the Usos on his side, he's got Paul Heyman in his corner, and um, he's also got Solo Sokoa on NXT. He's got a whole bloodline. He's winning. He's they're they're going to hold him down. They're going to hold his shoulders down so he can't get up for a count of ten. In terms of a cashing, Theory's going to be too battered from his last match. Bob the Lash is going to put chuck him off the Titantron or chuck him in a bin somewhere or no, send him to hospital or something. What if they do the? I don't think there ever has been one before. What if they turn it into the first ever triple threat? Well, this is what I was going to say. What if they're both down? Does it it become a normal match? Yeah, but what if no? What if he he runs down? What if they both knock each other out? 
and the referee started the ten count. It becomes a normal match. A no it becomes a normal match. It's a cash and it's a triple threat match. You can't yeah, have but a triple last man standing still... match because there'd be two winners. But you think about singles matches. They, they still do a 10 count in a singles match. It's just a, I, I was going to ask that question. If he cashes in, it would just become a standard triple threat match. Yeah, it would be. Just like when Seth Rollins cashed in. I know it wasn't a gimmick match know. then. Because it says you've got a guaranteed championship in, just... match. It doesn't say that you yeah, added to the, the current match. It's a guaranteed championship match. It becomes a triple threat. And that's um, So the match is going to finish. There will be a definite winner. And it's whether or not he cashes in. The other thing that I've heard people saying, I'm going to throw, it's not my prediction, but I'm going to throw it out there, is he cashes in, but then uh, Brock Lesnar comes in and FIs him and chucks Roman Reigns on top. And they do like a mega powers hour, um, thing where they're a tag team. And Brock Lesnar's actually oh. part of the bloodline. I've heard, I've heard <laughs> brain you thoughts of that as well. That'd be so your, your official prediction is a Reigns win and what, no cash in? Or no a failed cash in? No, no. Cash-in. no. I think he he may try and stumble like on the Titan Tron, but Brock when yeah. he's like walking backstage will just F five him and that'll just yeah. be the end of the show. To me, I think he'll come out and try and cash in and Lesnar will would have stood up by then and they'll stop him and F five him and there'll be no cash in on, on Reigns. Jamie. Yeah, I mean they're gonna absolutely tease the hell out of it because he has been doing for so long. And I will say this now, the first match of the night will be Bobby Lashley in theory, so it gives him plenty of it time sense, yeah. to then come out later and do it that way. Um, but Roman Reigns, the tribal chief himself, will win the match and there will not be a cash-in because The Fiend will come back. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, why not? Why not? You might as well get it in there. Why not? Do I get 10 points for that as well? Can I just put Absolutely that every paper in view? Absolutely not. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, they are locked in. And let's give a quick special shout out as well to the alleged last ever match of Ric Flair taking place this Saturday as well. Yeah. As he teams up with his son-in-law against... Hang on, he's facing Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Jarrett's pulling double duty on Saturday. Ain't he great? <laughs> he is. He's wrestling in the afternoon, and then he's going to be the special guest referee in the evening. Well, why not? Well, why not? There we go. Special defense. I mean, we are talking yeah, like WrestleMania. They we're talking SummerSlam here as well. So obviously, it's it's what the arguably second biggest event of the year, possibly third. Yeah, depends where you want to put the Rumble. Who they coming? The Who's coming back? Are we going to see Bailey? Sasha Banks. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe not Sasha Banks. I could see Bailey being back because she's basically ready in June now, isn't she? So she Bianca could. Bella wins. Bailey comes out then. Bailey's coming out. Oh, my sure. dear lord. Grog, he's retired. Getting Rob back. coming back. <laughs> for the twenty-four-seven title. My dear lord. Right, the predictions are in. Shall we quiz it to finish off the show? Yeah, go on then. Who's done a quiz? Aaron, it's you. It's, I've done the quiz. It's ready. I did it ready for last week's show. Um, what do you got? Right, I'm going to let Joe and Dan decide this. The lost episode where Jamie would does he get the point or not? Yes. Yes, I've still got all my answers on the phone. <laughs> okay, yes. So that puts Jamie on five points. So before this quiz, it looks like Dan on ten, Jamie on five, me on four, and Joe on three. Oh, Joe, you, you could be like what, Joe? Get this, so I what, believe in Jamie, you. Jamie, Jamie, you and me just—they're uh, perfectly going to get the answers. Yeah. So naturally, what? then 
The quiz. What is Brock's last name? Uh, Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> with it being, with it being, the, uh, with it being SummerSlam this week, and of course also Vince's retirement last week. What better way to do a quiz themed on absolutely neither of them two topics? So standard. Here comes the quiz. I am done. I have again. I haven't. It is 10 questions on where I am going to give you the tagline slash slogan to a pay-per-view. There okay. are two points. For big fun. It's, it's big, <laughs> big time. <laughs> that's not on there. But that's the idea. So yeah. um, there are two points because some of them can be quite difficult. You will get a point for naming the pay-per-view and you'll also get a point for the year as well. Cool. So if I said, I for example, it. big time, you get a point for saying it was WrestleMania, but you'd also get a point for saying it was WrestleMania 22, because that's what it was. For what year? Yeah. You well, won't get a point for WrestleMania yeah, 22. Well, what I'll say is, is for Wrestle, if there's any on there that are WrestleManias, it'll be the number of the WrestleMania. Any event that's not, it'll be the... So you don't need the year for the WrestleMania? No. So does that make cool. sense? I'll, I'll yeah. accept the number if there's a WrestleMania. There might not be any WrestleMania, wasn't there? But if there is, it could be the number. Or and, it would be like SummerSlam night. Or it would be the yeah, year yeah. if it was everything but, yeah. Or something like that. So question one. Go on, nice and easy to start you off with. Get your pen ready. No Googling. I'm watching I've you. I've got my phone. Look, it's there. I'm on the note. event and year or number if it's mania for the slogan of the pay-per-view that was climbing the corporate ladder. Yeah. Okay. Number two, event and year. No chance in hell. What was that slogan to which pay-per-view slash premium live event? Number three, everyone's favourite, the raging climax. <laughs> what I will also say is, just to make it a bit easier for you, if you haven't already guessed, um, these are all WWE slash WWF themed pay-per-views. There's no TNA, AW, none of that. WCW, yeah. none of that. Okay, number four, everyone's favourite. You'll never see it coming. Okay, number five, where it all begins again. This one might give you a point here just out of default. So if anybody gets, no, no, if anybody gets the pay-per-view wrong for this one, then you deserve to get no points. The slogan is the biggest WrestleMania ever. <laughs> Number seven, the horror show. The horror show. Number eight, one man's journey to stand alone. That's probably the most difficult one, I would say, on the quiz. And it is on the poster as well. And like all these are, and 
it was probably mentioned 400 times during the event by commentary, just like all these slogans are. Number nine, Gold Rush. Gold Rush. And number 10 to finish you off, should all get this one. The greatest wrestling match ever. Okay, there you are. So mixing it up a bit this week, that quality quiz, just to keep you all on your toes. Would anybody like me to reread any of them? No, nah, you're all good. You good, Joe and uh, Jamie? Yeah, all good. Yeah. Right then, number one, we'll start off with Jamie. Climbing right. the corporate ladder, event and year. Uh, Money in the Bank 2020. Dan? Ditto, Money in the Bank 2020. And Joe? Same Money in the Bank 2020. Okay, two points for you all. Joe, no chance in hell, number two. Hell in a Cell 2005. Dan? Hell in a Cell 2015. Oh, Jamie. St. Valentine's Day Massacre 98. <laughs> You're all wrong, and it'll, <laughs> make, and it'll make sense now. Royal Rumble 1999, where Vince won. I was close. I, got, I almost got the year. <laughs> when I got a point, if I said if I got the year, because I put um, ninety-eight. So if it was ninety-eight, I would have got the point. You would, but it was ninety-nine. So yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Yes, but can you, you still get the yeah. year? Yeah, yeah. You, you get a point if you get the number or the year. Yeah, <laughs> it was a year off. I almost put ninety-nine. Uh, <laughs> There's only one. Joe, uh, Jay, uh, God, Dan, even can you tell me the answer to number three? The raging climax. Yeah, WrestleMania 14. Joe. I thought it was Survivor Series 98. Oh, Jamie. I put No Way Out 2000. If you said WrestleMania, you get a point. However, it was 15. Oh, one off. Ah. And WrestleMania 15 wasn't in 2000, so I can't give you that either, Jamie, because that would have been 16. So <laughs> one point out there, and that was just for damn. Jamie, you'll never see it coming. SummerSlam. I went for 2019. Dan. SummerSlam 2021. Joe. SummerSlam 2021. If you said SummerSlam, you get a point. If you said 2021, you don't. It was 2020. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I was like, how many 2020s is he putting in here? So I went for something else. <laughs> uh, right, Joe, I can't remember what order I was going in. We'll go with Joe. Joe, where it all begins again. Royal Rumble 97. Dan. WrestleMania 2. Jamie. WrestleMania 2. Oh, for God's sake, guys. Is it WrestleMania 10? <laughs> it's WrestleMania 20. 20. You get yeah, a point what... if you said WrestleMania. That's right, but that's <laughs> it. I've, WrestleMania yeah, 20. Two eyes, does that count? <laughs> because it's where he goes, where it all begins again, and it zooms out from Vince McMahon, and it's Shane holding one of his babies going, oh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, I swear to God, Dan, 
you don't get a, at least a point for this one. Number six, the biggest WrestleMania ever. Event and number for this one, please. WrestleMania 37. Joe. WrestleMania 37. Jamie. I also went for WrestleMania 37. It was WrestleMania 36. 27. <laughs> WrestleMania 27. 27 it was. It was your Battle of Your Billionaires one. Or was that 23? I don't know where that was. Was 23 or 24? Was 23. Yeah, well, either way, it was WrestleMania 27, so bugger you all. That's that's the biggest WrestleMania ever. It probably wasn't the biggest WrestleMania ever, but that was the tagline. The biggest WrestleMania ever. John Cena versus The Miz. Well, there you go. It was was probably because The Rock was hosting it. Wow. Oh, it was that one as well. I was trying to figure out what. It's 36, that was too big yeah. for one night, weren't it? It was too big for one night. <laughs> um, Jamie, number seven, the horror show. Uh, Extreme Rules, 21. Dan. It was the horror show at Extreme Rules, 2020. Dan. Uh, Joe. Extreme Rules, 2020. The answer is Extreme Rules, so you get a point for that, and you get a point if you said... 2020. I was like, you can't keep putting 2020s in here. <laughs> How many of them are fucking 2020? I'm not telling you. <laughs> Joe, number eight, probably the hardest one here. One man's journey to stand alone. Royal Rumble 95. Ooh. Damn. I went with Benoit's Rumble. Uh, Royal Rumble 2004. Jamie. I went Royal Rumble 88. If you said backlash, you get a point. <laughs> <laughs> if you said 2002, you get a point. Fair enough. The Goldberg backlash? Uh, no, I think it was a Triple H one. Because that was the year he returned to the Rumble and then he won at Mania and then he had a match. I don't know. But either way, it's backlash 2002. That's your answer. Jamie. Number nine, Gold Rush. Um, what was it called? I just realised I've got the name of the pay-per-view wrong, but I put Clash of Champions 12, 2012. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even called Clash of Champions back then. It was called Night of Champions. Were you going with Night of or Clash of? Well, Clash of Champions only came in later on, so I'll say Night of Champions. 12. Night of Champions what year? 2012. 2012. Joe? I got Clash of Champions 2015. Damn. I say Clash of Champions 2016. If you said Clash of Champions, <laughs> you get a point. <laughs> and the year was everyone's favourite 2020. Oh, fucking kill you. <laughs> and number 10, Joe, the greatest wrestling match ever. Backlash 2020. JB. WrestleMania Backlash 2021. Damn. It was WrestleMania Backlash 2020. Oh, okay. What do I do with this one then? So, the year was 2020. Everybody's favourite year. (laughs) And in 2020, the event was known as Backlash. So if you just put backlash, you get a point. 
So that's Joe getting two points there. Joe gets two points. Does that mean he's won? Go on, Dan. I thought you were so, going to let him win. You can that's see there I, was I, a I got more wrong on purpose. You can see there was a theory of 2020 because for some reason in 2020 during the COVID pandemic, they love throwing those taglines in. Um, so, yeah. So, total up your scores. What have we got? Jamie. Oh, Johnny, who goes first? One, two. I got 11. Oh, good shout. Four. Five, six, seven. Seven. Oh. We got Joe. 11. Oh. Why did that have to happen? Right, okay then. Closest wins. The Rock. You're not doing another tag Between no, because no, there's hardly any more left. Um, what year, The Rock, Dan and Joe? What year? And I'll give you both chance to answer. So we'll go with Joe first. Was Triple H Paul Levesque born? <laughs> and don't worry, it isn't twenty twenty. <laughs> Like 78. 78 for Joe. Dan. On Twitter sexes is 54th birthday two days ago. Um, give me a sec. So if you take 50 off 2020, then that's 72. So then you go back another. He's four years older than that. 72, 68. <laughs> You're both wrong, but uh, the closest was Dan. He was born in 69. He was. One off. So, one off. It was his 53rd birthday. So, it's the point to Dan. He's now on 11. So, it's 11 to Dan. Can I, just, can I just ask, if you're going tagline, which WrestleMania was tagline Dare to Dream? I have no idea. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. Was it, um, uh, would you, are we saying it was a before, before or after 2000? It could be 2020. Who knows, Taron? <laughs> no, it's a WrestleMania. I've already told you it's a right, WrestleMania. It WrestleMania. Come on, pick a WrestleMania. 93. Don't put a year, put a number. <laughs> 13. Oh, um, WrestleMania 13. Go on, Joe. What are you saying? Dare to dream. Because it was a gold dust. 12. Taron? 19. Uh, no, 2001, WrestleMania 17. No, it was WrestleMania 19. Oh. Ah, right, say. <laughs> right, Dan's on 11 points, Jamie's on 5, I'm on 4, Joe on 3. Whose turn is it next week? Me? Joe. It's me. Yes, time for me to get another it's point. Me. It's Isn't it big. Joe? Yes. No, it's Dan. It's Dan's turn, I think. Dan did the, Dan did the year one when I won. I don't mind. I'm ahead of the moment. So it's Joe. Oh, it's no, no, Joe, it's your turn. It's your turn. Good, good. Yes, good. Right then. Thank you very much, everybody. Where can people find us on the socials, Daniel? Yeah, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. We are Grapplecast Show. Make sure you hit your likes and your subscribes. You never miss an episode. And give us those ratings. You can give us four, five, three. Just give us a comment. We love it. But we're also on the social media. Again, we're Grapplecast Show on your Twitters, your Instagrams, your Facebooks. We run regular stuff, so feel free to contribute. And, yeah, thanks again for tuning in, guys. Lovely. Yes, thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy the further fallout of Vince McMahon's retirement. 
enjoy Ric Flair's last match, I will. Obviously, I'm not paying for that bloody thing. I'll watch it the next day at some point when somebody's uploaded it. And yes, enjoy SummerSlam with your. You just watch new... it on the Network. Yeah, no, it's about Ric Flair. Is that Ric Flair? Oh, I'm talking about Flair's final match. Yeah, I ain't watching that. You can't that. watch that on the WWE Network. No, That's you a can't. Jim Crockett promotion. A Crockett promotion. quid that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're all right. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, enjoy SummerSlam if you want to side us off, Jamie. Yeah, I guess without further ado, I must bid you a good night and goodbye. Ta-ra, guys. Bring it back! Bye.